and welcome back to another episode of BFF, Black Fat Fashion. I'm your host, Ayana Ishmael, and on BFF, we'll be discussing personal and career journeys at a crossroad between being Black, fat, into fashion, or if you're like me, some resemblance of all three. Today, I'm joined by Iomi Hoken, a student at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Iomi is also a fashion fibers and photography artist. Hey everyone, I'm here with Iomi. So first, I just want you to kind of tell a little bit about yourself, what you currently do. Okay. Um, well, like you said, my name's Iomi. I am a student at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. I study fashion design, textiles, and photography. Um, right now, I'm in New York doing two internships. I'm interning with Kalina Estrada and then Brother Bellies. I am building my brand slowly but surely. Probably going to be launching like senior year, so next year. Awesome. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> so I really just want to maybe start from the beginning maybe when you were younger where did your love for fashion and design come from um when I was a kid I actually used to always draw like little sketches and little designs and they weren't even like anything serious I promise they were literally just like hearts and tops like I would just draw hearts on people as like tops <laughs> and like my grandma would look at me and she'd be like you know you're gonna be a fashion designer and I'm like no, I'm going to be a vet. Thank you very much. I love animals. <laughs> Not going to do fashion. And then that was around, I don't know, maybe when I was like five or six. And then my mom's dad passed and we didn't really know him well, but we were like going through and packing up his stuff. And I found a sewing kit and I was like, hmm, this could be fun to use. Cause like, they were like, you might as well take it. Like who's going to use it? You yeah. Know? Um, and so then I started like hand sewing little things and just making little things for my dolls and my parents saw how into it I got. So they got me like a toy sewing machine and I was a little upset because the toy sewing machines don't do jack. Like they couldn't <laughs> sew. I was so just like over it and I was like, I need something real. So then for my nine, let's mm, say eighth, it was either eighth or ninth birthday. They got me my first brother sewing machine and the first thing I sewed was like this raggedy dress from my dad's like tank top t-shirt and I just like attached like fabric to the bottom but that was literally just the beginning and then I just started making more and more things and I was always on that machine and I think the next thing I made that was actually really good was a purse and it was just it was quite cute I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you still have it? <laughs> I do yeah it's in my room we followed like the pattern for it it has like zippers and then inside pockets and like it was I was very impressed for like a nine-year-old me um and then fourth grade came along and we had this assignment where we had to like apply to college so I was like hmm where do I want to go I think I'm really into fashion so my dad was like you should go to you should like fake apply to Parsons because your aunt went there for fashion and it's a good school then at least now <laughs> but so like I fake applied to Parsons I did like fake financial aid and like fake scholarship and like we literally had to like pretend that we were actually applying to a school and then I presented and I was like you know I really enjoy this and I just saw myself like this could be like my career and something that I could actually want to do 
and I just feel like it's just something that's ingrained in me like even when I was in elementary school like well let's see that was like maybe the story I just told you was from fourth grade but even before that from like second and third I used to have a little business and like I got these business cards from Office Depot the lady was just like here let me give you these like tell me your name and your business name so she gave me like my first business cards and I went to school and I started knitting and like, cause I used to learn how to knit. Well, I still knit. Um, but that's when I started learning. So then I started selling like my little knitted crocheted purses at like recess and like the teachers would buy it, like little kids would buy it. And then like, I had like a team of like two other girls and we would work together and we would just knit during recess. And then we would sell our stuff. And then like every Friday we would split up the money. And then we had like this little pocket thing that would hold all of our money. But then somehow all of it got lost at some point. (laughs) That kind of stopped. But I don't know. I just feel like enjoying business and fashion and making things has just been so apparent in my personality from when I was young that I just feel like, like it's just like my soul. Like, yeah, I do this because it just fills me and just like fulfills and ah, it's just like my, my life, you know? Yeah. And how has um, your kind of abilities grown over the years? Like, have you noticed, like, any changes in, like, how you design or, like, what's maybe something you've noticed? Yes. Um, When I was little, I started making clothes for myself because nothing really fit me because I'm very long-limbed. Like, my arms are really long, my legs are really long, my torso is really long, and, like, everything would just be so short on me. Um, like I could never wear shorts and it was so aggravating. And I'll be like, no, those are too short. And be like, are you kidding me? Just <laughs> because I have long legs. Like what else do you want me to wear? And I was not about to wear capris. Capris were the nastiest things. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> so terrible. I remember we had to go to like JCPenney and it, I was just like, no, I'm not wearing that. She wouldn't even let me wear a halter top. I was just like, oh wow. Uh-uh. <laughs> she sees me dressed now and she's like, go ahead just go (laughs) just do your thing (laughs) but um as I got older I started like I guess you could say like my high school years I was really just trying to make things that either people would like or that would quote-unquote sell and just be really beautiful and just different I guess you could say um and I got really stuck on that for a while throughout high school because I was also doing like prom commissions and um just like other things for people on the side but then I don't know like while those fashion because I used to also like host fashion shows at school and like while those were great I just feel like they weren't like I was still trying to figure out my style and like my sense of direction when it came to my designing so when I hit college boy oh boy my school is very um what what's the word um touch with the C they're very conceptual mm-hmm. they're very conceptual and they're very like based on your idea they really like to see things that are avant-garde things that are just out of the box and I feel like once I hit college and like I was given those opportunities to really make something crazy and not think about oh will someone buy this um it, I feel like that's really when like my style evolved because I wasn't caring about what people thought and I wasn't really focused on making something pretty I was just focused on making something that told a story and that was saying something and that was art because I'm an artist first and foremost. Like that's what I used to always do is paint and draw and like color pencil, marker, everything. And then I really decided to focus on fashion design. But 
passion is still like a sector of art. Like you're still creating, you're still making something that's saying something. That's what clothes are. That's what your style is. Like you're saying something without even saying anything. And yeah, I just feel like college was just, college was that girl. And she still is that girl. I'm just, like I've never, my last collection I made that was about the primary colors. That was probably my most favorite thing I've ever designed just because it was really concept based and I feel like I really executed it well. And just like the manipulation, the fabric and just, I don't know, everything just felt so right and so true and real, even though like it wasn't as avant-garde as like things I make in school because in school it's very like huge and like volume and sometimes things just look insane. But these things looked, while they weren't like fully wearable, they still looked partially wearable, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I don't know, I just felt like, like I was really, like I'm really starting to come into my real style. Like I'm focusing on making art with clothes and not just something pretty. And it's all from something. It's not just, I mean, maybe down the line, like if I feel like making a red dress for no reason, I'm going to do that. But when it comes to a collection, I just feel like I want something behind it. And I'm starting to understand how to do that now. So what was the whole process like maybe applying to your college? Because I know for me personally, I didn't go to like go to school to be a designer. So I think that's an interesting aspect that people probably don't know about. Like what was your journey like applying and getting in? So none of my, my, the only people that know this are like my mom and my stepdad, but I only applied to like the one school that I'm going to. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm not about to waste my money and pay for these application fees. I mean, later on, I found out I could have gotten them waived, but I was told that they wouldn't be waived for me. So I was like, screw it. I don't want to go to you. I'm just going to go here. And I only applied there. We had to apply with a portfolio of like 10 to 15 um, like pieces, whatever you, whatever you wanted it to be, just art in general. I did the early um, action, not the early decision because early decision is a bit... But early action, um, I applied super early and I ended up getting in. I just used a bunch of things from like my fashion design um, collections and like art because I was also in an art high school. Mm-hmm. So I was like in the art, visual art magnet. So we would do like a lot of ceramics, painting, graphic design, drawing. Um, so I just kind of filled my portfolio up with that. And I ended up getting in. They gave me a scholarship, which was great. Um, I mean, at the time I thought it was like the most amount of money I would ever receive. But then like, if you look mm-hmm. at college and like the real tuition and then dorming, mm-mm, mm-mm. they gave me $75,000 and I still took, I still had to take out a hundred grand in loans and I'm still not done with school. But to move on, <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot. But um, then that's for applying into the school. Like you just submit like your portfolio and your artist statement, but for the fashion program, it's different. They make you do a year first and then you can apply to the fashion program at my school. Um, Because even though SAIC is interdisciplinary, which means like you can make your own major, you don't have to like apply into one major. You just apply to the school and then just like feel your way through it. Um, Fashion, like the core program you have to apply to. And it's a very intense, very rigorous, very, you are up 
late, you are stressed, <laughs> you are eating, breathing, sleeping, fashion, which is great. That's what I've like been dreaming of. But I know a lot of people didn't expect the intensity that was given through that program. Um, but to apply to that program, it was a pretty similar process to applying to the school. You just show your portfolio again, see if you get in, and I got in. Um, and like, it was great. It was probably one of the best feelings because I had a dream that like, like when I was a freshman that I got kicked out of the fashion program because like my teacher didn't like what I did. And like, after that dream, I was like, oh my gosh, no, that can never happen. Um, because like the dream was like, he was like, you're not trying hard enough. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but like, I'm also just like the kind of person that's very um, intense on like my schoolwork. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, sometimes it can be a little bit much, but that's the other thing that's great about the program is that they teach you how to handle different things. At least my teachers did. Not every teacher is, I think, as great as mine were. But um, yeah, that was the process. Long story short. <laughs> and so what has been like the hardest class or project you've had to do so far? Potentially my um, final this semester, like this past semester, not because of like the guidelines were intense or hard. It was just because of COVID and like I had an original design. My entire concept was about Afrofuturism and color theory. And I'm still continuing with that, but um, because of COVID, I didn't feel comfortable focusing on that anymore just because the design that I planned to do was extreme. And to do that at home was not about to happen. It, my little sewing machine could not handle that. And I get, I say it was hard because it was very hard for me to part with that design because I put so much thought and effort in and I was just like, like distraught. Like I was like crying to my teachers. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't even look at the design. Like it's breaking my heart. Like think so many things are going on. And um, I was just like, it just doesn't feel right to do that. Like, I don't want to do it and not give it the full justice. Yeah. And I ended up just like draping something that like, when I, what I was feeling and my teachers were like, this is great. Do this. And like it, it really touched me because one of like my construction teacher like teared up when like, when I showed her, cause she was like, this is like what we've been trying to get you to do to just let go and just make what you feel and not like you can think, but also give your like self some space to not think at all and to just do um, and to just like feel it, like really be in it. So I'd say that one was the hardest because getting over that hump, because, you know, like during COVID, like the beginning, you were like, I don't want to do anything. There's exactly. so much going on. And like, you don't feel motivated. And then because you're an artist, you're questioning why you don't feel motivated. You're supposed to always, quote unquote, turn to your art when you don't feel positive or motivated. But like, in reality, it's not always like that. And I just had to come to terms with that. So, yeah, I think that was the hardest. I mean, my classes aren't generally that hard just because SEIC's liberal arts classes are quite, they're fun, at least to me. They're very, like, they can be, as, like, very tailored. Like, I was, I don't know, I feel like 
all of the classes I've had have been amazing. Um, just because I think like how they set it up and just like the professors that teach those subjects are just fantastic. And but also reading the reviews, if you're an incoming student to any college, <laughs> read your professor reviews. Because I've saved myself so many times from not taking a class because I read that review and I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, literally, that's like the biggest thing I feel like everyone needs to know before you take any class in college. Mm-hmm. Read those, read my professors, read all of them and build a census. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's it's literally there for your benefit. And then it's also like when you finish the class, do the review so that people yeah. know what it's like. <laughs> so, yeah. And so I know you mentioned earlier that you're kind of going to relaunch your entire design company. So where do you see yourself taking it? And like, what's the steps you're kind of taking to get there? So, yes. So in high school, like I was saying, I used to like sell my clothes. I used to have like an e-commerce website where I would sell my designs and stuff. And then I hit college and then I was still doing it. Um, freshman year but that proved to be quite difficult um I even took on I took on more than I should have I did two prom dresses at the end of that year and everything was so stressful that they didn't even get completed to their fullest like um like quality that I normally produce and that entire thing just really made me rethink about I'm paying so much money to be in school I need to focus on what I'm learning so that I can implement it for when I graduate because I want to have a successful business and I don't want to just go through college and just not learn anything, especially because it's so damn expensive. Yeah. But um, in terms of relaunching, because I I decided like after that year, I decided to pause it so I don't sell anything else on my website anymore, but I do commissions from time to time. But my plan is to keep like the same name, same website and stuff. Um, right now I moved my website to Wix just because I wanted it to be more of a portfolio than like a shop. Um, but I'm planning on either getting a second website and just leaking it to the Wix one on Shopify because they are a very great e-commerce like hosting website. A lot of the companies I'm interning for like use Shopify, Mm -hmm. uh, and they just love it. So I don't know. I feel like that would be a great thing to use. And then I'm working on saving up to buy trademarks because those yeah, are that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the ladies I was interning for, Hillary, she's the head designer of Kalina Strada. She said that like anywhere you sell your clothes, you need a trademark. And I was like, oh God, if I want to be worldwide or even just like more than just the US, you're gonna have to get a trademark in like each country. Jeez. And those can be like, like the U.S. ones aren't that bad. U.S. is like three hundred mm-hmm. for trademark, not for like copyright and other things, because there are so many other things that go into it. Um, but she was saying how like copy um, trademarks can like cost you thousands of dollars in some countries. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, why can I afford? <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, good God, but. Besides that, like, besides, like, the whole logistics side, um, my plan is to really start making, like, the um, packaging senior year um, and just, like, designing all the boxes and, like, the bags and 
I'm also reworking my logo. Um, Cause I have, like I like the one I have now, but I do want it to be a little bit simpler just for like reproducing and making labels. Yeah. Um, we actually already have a design. Thankfully, my boyfriend does logos and graphics. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Because I came to him with an idea and he was like, yes, babe, I got you. And we just came up with it right there. Um, so we have that. And then um, Shopify is also a little expensive. So I'm just trying to like, I have like a little savings account for like the business so that I can just keep putting money into it. And Let's see, what else am I planning on doing? Well, like the end goal, honestly, is to have a studio in New York, a fashion house in France, and to really just like shake up fashion in general. Yeah. Because like, it's great, it's cool, but it's not there yet, at least for Black women, I don't think. Like, I feel like I only know one black designer and like I'm not really including Rihanna because she's a singer that just happened to like be able to do like the um be able to be like the creative director of a brand but I'm talking about like from start to like pop I only know one who's like Hanifa like the yeah. one who started like who did like the 3D garments yes killer. yes amazing um and yeah there's Christopher John Rogers but I mean like I want black woman like I want someone that really like like Christopher John Rogers still did it like he's amazing I love him I wanted to intern for him so bad um but I don't know I just feel like I want to see more black women the head of fashion houses yeah because a lot of people may claim that like they have a couture business but like if you're really haute couture like the fashion gut like the French government has to invite you to be into that like you can't just do it like for you to be like legit the French government literally has to invite you and I really really actually want to go into couture but not to like keep doing what they're doing like to like like I said shake it up just because it's so like it's cool and it has its um it's like backgrounds and its history but ultimately like it, they could be doing so much more and I just want to see more people of color in general in fashion and um I also am planning on applying for the CFDA award um senior year or just like at like anywhere near that timeline because they have like the CFDA Vogue fund and that could really launch your business the cash prize is quite large. Um, <laughs> like it's 400 grand. And okay. yeah, yeah, it's to launch your business and you really need capital to start a fashion brand. Um, I mean, not always, you can start it slow, but I really want access, not like, not even just the money, like money's important, but I really want access to those minds from the CFDA yeah. and those people. Because like when you win that award, Christopher John Rogers won it. Pierre Moss won it, Aurora James won it. Like you become a part of a community and you have access to these people that you can talk to. Like the people I know um, that I'm interning for, they know so many people. And like, you don't get access until you make that connection, sadly. It is like a very like people game. 
Um, so that's why I ended up taking two internships because I wanted access to one, their knowledge, but also just like being able to say, I know them and I've interned for them and like have that in my back pocket because like sadly in fashion, like they really do care about who you've worked for and what you can do. Um, so yeah, that's like the main plan, but I really, really want my fashion house. Like that's the main goal. Yeah. Um, and like, I really want to just like make more opportunities and do um, grants and scholarships because I also struggle with that, like not receiving um, because people think that like my parents make enough to sustain me, but they have their own college debt. So that's yeah. a no. Middle class problems. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I just feel like there could be more opportunities for Black artists because I see all these scholarships for like the sciences and the maths and I always hear like my grandpa and my dad saying you are so smart you could have been a doctor you know I'm like yeah but I would have been sad exactly I've been fulfilling um thankfully they are supportive but they also like sometimes from time to time be like yeah like you could have been a doctor <laughs> but at the same time I feel like I have a really good head for business and fashion and I'm just so ready to have like my business like the things I hear people dealing with I'm like mm -mm. we had like a butt like a button malfunction at one of my internships and they were like um gonna make us pay for, to buy all the buttons again I was like are you kidding me no I mean of course I couldn't say anything because I'm an intern but I was listening to them talk and I'm just like your promise is to make quality buttons your promise is to not make buttons that fall apart yeah just because you said this may happen that wasn't what happened so you sh it's I'm just I'm so ready to like deal with all the bs and to shut it down exactly to just have a company and be proud and show and like I don't even want to just show in like fashion week like I want to be in like galleries and museums and art events because fashion isn't just fashion it is art mm -hmm. so I really want to merge those two I think that was a great thing to note just because I feel like especially within the black community fashion is something that's hard to get into because it is pricey it is about who you know and it's so important to have those connections and sometimes black and brown people aren't allowed those connections so mm -hmm. it really needs to change it needs to happen and I'm excited to see you do it. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm really, I'm not trying to, I think like another thing that would maybe help other people, I mean, it's easier said than done, but not allowing yourself to think of like the doubts and the, um, what if I don't make it? Like, what's my backup plan? Cause I feel like if you have a backup plan and you're not really fully into it. Yeah. Um, I feel like when it comes to like what you love and your passion, there should be no backup plan, maybe for like your money or for your house or like for things like that. But I feel like your passion is something that is so core to you that you should really just go at it full, full force. And I remember listening to like, to your point about like fashion being so elitist, Pierre Moss was doing a talk with, I forgot what mu museum, but it was like a museum in Chicago. So they had a like online artist talk that we were watching. And he was saying how like this needs to change and like, like fashion really needs to be a community, like holding each other up and not just like 
it's not just like a one person game. Like we're trying to get into this thing. And yeah, like it's like you, like, like the goal is for you to be successful and to be happy with doing what you're doing, but also realize that it is a very hard, um, like area and like area to work in. I just feel like being someone of color, if you see another person of color trying to do what you're doing, like help them out, give them tips. Don't just like hoard everything to yourself. Like that's the other thing about fashion. Like people love keeping information to themselves and like love not saying a damn thing, especially when they're like, oh, where'd you get your shoes from? I don't know. <laughs> I that's where it that. starts. That's where it starts. <laughs> and like it starts from there and then it builds up into information. And that's like, it's like the whole culture. So I just feel like we all need to really support each other. So yeah, I hope. Change the culture. Yes. Step at a time, we'll do it. <laughs> For real. Oh my gosh, yes. So I just want you to kind of shout yourself out. Where can everyone find you on socials, websites, all that good stuff? Um, my Instagram is Iomi Hoken. Well, that's kind of people don't really know how to spell I'll link it y'all for you (laughs) yeah because my name I don't know why but people think my name's hard to spell and then my website is iomi.co let's see I don't know if you want to hit me up if you want to talk about fashion if you want to talk about school or just anything or if you want to share information I love sharing information so please please come to me Thanks for tuning in to Black Fat Fashion. You know, you can always reach out via social media or email with your questions or ideas. Make sure you give us a follow at Black Fat Fashion, as well as my personal page at Ayana Ish. With love from your BFF.